as to what's on those pages. Well, we started anyway. So here we are finally with what is the first and knowing us probably the only episode of the football conversion. Um, hey, at least we finished it. At least we're going to finish <laughs> this one. At least we got an idea somewhere. Uh, so probably give some background. I'm a lifelong Man United fan and I absolutely love the game of football. And Liam, you are. Uh, I'm not a fan. I despise, well, despise is a strong word. I don't like the game of football. Why don't you like, what's wrong with it? I've never really interested it. I was at a young age where you could either watch telly or play football. I just found telly more interesting. And Doctor there's, more, there's, there's more juice, I think. Well, actually, after watching today's match, I'd argue that there's more juice in telly. In telly? Oh, that's yeah. March. That's one match. The match that we're talking about. Mine, it's now, what time is that? It's 10 past 10. We should have started about 10 minutes ago. We'll let's go to the toilet. Um, it's 10 past 10 on Tuesday. A man has got to piss, Sean. A man <laughs> has got to piss. It's 10 past 10 on Tuesday. Mine and I have just beaten PSG 2-1 in Paris. Um, will I go first and talk about it and go for like the whole football speak? And then we'll, well see what you think. I don't know how you'd be able to dissect 90 minutes of pure, intense thrills. I don't know where to start, Sean. I think you should go. <laughs> I can't tell you being sarcastic enough, to be honest. Absolutely. Um, I was pleasantly surprised because they fucking won it, to be honest. Uh, I, I no one, no one gave United a chance coming into that, really. Um they I don't know, PSG, PSG looked just all over the place in the first half. They weren't with it at all. Um, and there were some serious kind of outstanding performances on the United team, like Twan Zabian at centre-back. Um, that's That was kind of what I took away from it anyway. It was just, I was surprised by how well they done, really. Right. Well, I was, li- see, I've listened in to the commentators and see, I don't know anything about football. Mm. So I was totally blind. Uh, I've, about a lot of pages now it's the main th- well the first thing I wrote down was this podcast should be sponsored by Nissan um and I it's something I want to talk about football I wanted to play the PS5 after this because it's oh, the yeah. only thing you see for the entire great game great advertising get yourself it, it honestly is um poor Xbox but yeah. they probably couldn't fit the name of the console on a banner so that's why the PS5 got the it background it was just this green Banner. Yeah, match the pitch. Um, one thing that stood out to me, Neymar was a name that I heard all the time, especially in the first half. He disappeared. You know who he was? No, not at all. He looks like the guy from Love Island. He looks like any. He could have been in Love Island, to be honest. Yeah. Neymar is probably the only player in the last decade that's come close to Messi or Ronaldo. Like really? Yeah. You wouldn't think it from that performance, <laughs> but he is like, he, he was like the golden boy of Brazil. He played with Messi for a few years in Barcelona and then basically right. to try and get out of his shadow, he moved to Paris and it's not gone too spectacularly for him. And what do you, re- see, he seemed like, he seemed like a bit of a dick because um, the camera kept, now I was captivated by the man. I, he was honestly the t- massive takeaway from this match. He was great to watch. <laughs> His facial expressions, he just seems so pissed off. I love how this is the first game of football you've ever watched and already you think Neymar's a prick. You are 
Oh, you are the majority of football fans. Is that why he's not as popular as Messi? Because he's a dick? Um, oh, well, I don't know. To be honest, it depends on who. Like, anyone's a dick, really, if you look into it. Like, no, he is. He Because he's notorious for diving and complaining. He's very much like early Cristiano Ronaldo. When Ronaldo was at Man United first. And he right. was this prima donna young kid, like, throwing himself on the ground every chance he got. No one really liked him for that, and he's this pretty boy. That's Neymar. And then he has all this talent, and he's never really lived up to it. All right, okay. Because a commentator said, um, they said, they accused him of being sloppy this match, which I've never seen him in other matches, so I couldn't say if he was sloppy yeah. or not. Well, no, he was, yeah. He was wasteful all the time, really. His shooting was off as well. He was, I don't know, he was just, well, he didn't... For everything that he's meant to be, he doesn't really sometimes doesn't really take control of the matches as they right. expect him to. Well, that's kind of one thing that struck me. Um, first of all, did they take away the um, the automated sounds? Did they take away the simulated yeah. sounds of matches? Different for each channel. I don't think RT do them. Oh, right. I noticed okay. though, towards it was like ten minutes to go, and next thing I could hear like whistles from the crowd. I was like, wait, I, I thought there was people there because they're allowing people in France. But yes. I, I, I wasn't sure. No, it's, it's different. What did you make of it without a crowd, actually? I got into it. It took me a while to get into it. At the first five minutes, I felt like I was just watching some rainy match in a field in Wexford. It was so amateurish. I, so, and like you can hear them scream at each other. Yeah. Like that's what I go through every Sunday. Like you need, you need something else. You need the atmosphere. It didn't feel like I was watching professionals, and especially when they fucked up goals, I was like, "Why are these lads getting paid so much for this?" It made me realize who the fuck would are these. You, lads? Would you do better? Would you? No, but like there were some goals where you were like, "Oh my, how did you?" Like the kicks were way too high. Sometimes it seemed like they had no control. Like it's just because they're getting paid. Like it, it's really hard to explain because sports are really. If you're a professional athlete, it's completely different to any other job. Like you're allowed fuck up as an athlete because it's pure chance, really. Yeah. Like there was chance because I I know like there was moments where um the United captain Fernandez like there was times where he got the ball on the edge of the box and he'd open up and he'd go and try and hit it from a twenty yards and he just panicked really and just sent it over. It, it seemed you saw a lot of panic. Um, it, like it's hard to explain, especially because you don't play it. But you get the ball and there's like four lads running at you ready to take you out of it to move the ball in the other end. Like, you need to move like that. Like, you need to go. With yeah. Oh, no, Sean, I know the panic. I That's why I left soccer when I was younger. I couldn't deal. I, I couldn't deal with the... <laughs> what's the phrase? If you can't deal with the... Uh, um, if you can't... If you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. I was like, uh-uh, no, nah, I got a ball when I, I got that soft felt ball you'd get in... Play, in Huh? Like sponge ones. So you have to use yeah, you get the sponge ball, but by like two months of playing, it's now just this mound of sponge. And then it lands on a puddle and <laughs> that game over. It's finished with that. It's got a full stick wedged into it. <laughs> oh, lads, I touched the stick. Um, but I know the feeling of when you get the ball and it's your moment, the moment you've been waiting for. And then you see this big fucker just walking towards you. I'm like, I'm out. No, yeah, I was, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what level you're at. It doesn't change. Like some of those lads are like six two, six three, like they're and they're heavy. Like 
Oh yeah. And the other some look really, really young. I heard this one, I was listening to this one uh the commentator before the match started, and I don't know whose name it was, but he said that uh some fella only had 18 minutes of playtime in the three yeah. years he's been playing. Axel Twanzeri played centre back today for United. He's actually brilliant. Um yeah, he's only he's played like a few games for United, but this season he's only played 18 minutes. And because of injuries, they're like, in you go, pal. We need you. Get absolutely all the others are fucked. Back. In you go. Yeah. Baptism of fire. He was brilliant today. He was so good. I can't know. And why, why you know <laughs> Do you get paid like I don't know with the football thing? Do you get paid by by hour? Do you get paid by match? Like is... uh they're on weekly wages. Even if you don't play. Yeah. You sign a contract. There's a lot, like, there's a lot, so there's, like, their base kind of fee, to say, like, like, they're getting paid, like, 100 grand a week, but then there's such things as, like, unused sub fees, so if you're brought in the squad, and you're on the bench, and you don't get brought on, as, like, compensation, you'll get, like, an extra couple grand. That's grand! I'd love to be a sub! In the between the matches, have a kick, have a wank, play on for five minutes, go home! <laughs> grand! <laughs> If you play your five minutes, you're not going to get your only service. Actually, I noticed at the end, of, I want to ask this. Why at 87 minutes, there were players being brought in? What's the point? To kill time. That's why, That's why, right, okay. why he left it so late. Because he needed, well, like, they needed to freshen legs anyway, because obviously players are tired. That's the point of subs. And then um, they had to wait. It, they leave it so late, so then... Those extra few, like a minute, it's like a minute realistically of getting a player on and a player off. And it's just right. to kill time. Oh, kill, kill time that the other player could, yeah. the other team could score. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay. Right. That's why they do it. That's why they leave it so late. I was wondering because Mitch Backer, little blonde guy, looked like a 12 year old getting brought yeah, in. I've never heard of him. I didn't know who he was either. I think he was one of the coach's sons. He's like, go on, Mitch. <laughs> Thanks, Danny. He looks similar to one of the United players who came on really late. Donny van der Beek. He was blonde. Yeah. They both look like the Milky Way kid. I was going to say they both look like straight out of Germany. But um, oh, yeah, okay. That's lovely. <laughs> nice. Okay. Let's we'll see if that's Dutch, kept in. Dutch, I think he'll appreciate that. Uh, they were very good. Actually, they were... I don't know why, but... I was more, I was more drawn to um, PSG than Manu. For what reason? They had more interesting characters. Dia Maria is such a diva. Diva Maria is what we should call him. Why is he a diva? What's he doing? Tackles. Every time he fell, he'd act like he'd been shot. Like, oh no! Ah! <laughs> you like, this you know this going into it. Like, if you definitely heard you grow up in a guy household, like you hear of this whole like soft sport kind of thing, and people die even all the time. It's a part of the game. That's the biggest issue. But see, I did cross country for six years, and in cross country, it's very different. If you fall, you can't do this. Ah, ref! You're like, get up the fuck, you pansy! Keep running. Do you see that? That's lap one. You know, there's this kind of attitude of get up. Yeah, but like, anyway, you can't compare the two. They're completely different sports. I, I suppose. Yeah, the biggest reason they do it is because if you get, like, it, it doesn't have to be much contact to be a foul. But, like, say you do get kicked. If you stay on your feet, you're more than likely not going to get a free kick. 
even if you're honest and trying to stay up. That's why players throw themselves to the ground and act like they've been shot. And as, a, as someone who watches the match all the time, do you get sick of it? Not really, because at this point, because this is the thing as well, you can give out about anything in football, but then your team's going to do it and benefit from it. Oh, okay. Like, United won a penalty, and, like, it was a foul. I know Martial probably didn't make that much of a meal of it, but, like, United have become, this United team becomes synonymous with diving. And right. we benefit from it. We, bet, we get penalties. I think United, do United get 19 or 20 penalties last year in the league alone? Which is like an all-time record. Like right, okay. thirty-eight, you play thirty-eight games in a league, and they got twenty penalties. So they all played the same dirty trick. So it's all right then. Yeah, well, it's not necessarily all right, but like everyone does it, so you can only. I understand why people are annoyed at it, though, because you'll get cheated out of it. But your team's going to do it as well, so. Yeah, so then you can't really complain. Yeah. It's just it's it's part of the game, I suppose. That is that is football, though. Like everything's an issue until, or it's not an issue until it happens to you. Right. Okay. Talking about penalties, I was quite confused. Uh, in the first half, Fernandez scored a penalty, and first of all, I got to talk about Fernandez. His cute little run that he did before he got the goal, oh, and then. <laughs> He did this cute little, and then this hop, and then kicked it, missed, and then for some reason I was like, "Well, they fucked up," and they, he was giving it again. Yeah. Why was he? Why was? Why was that? They showed in the replays the keeper was off his line, so the goalkeeper isn't allowed. His both his feet. I think, yeah, I think one foot has to remain on the line when he dives because a lot of keepers what they do is like they'll be on their toes waiting for the shot, and then they'll jump forward and then dive, and I guess. Somehow that gives them an advantage because I guess okay. they're, closer. they're closer to the ball. So he, the, what they do is they put one of the officials on like the post so he can like he's in line and he saw him jump and then they went to VAR the video mm-hmm. and uh, they size off his line so that's why he gets the retake. It's pure fluke, like it was a disgraceful penalty in the first place. Can I ask what was disgraceful about it? Because I couldn't tell the uh, difference. It was really poorly placed. He, like, barely... Well, the problem with the way he takes the penalties is that it, it relies on the keeper going the other way because he doesn't put much behind... He doesn't put much power behind it. And so it was no. just really... It was really kind of... The way he hit it, it was very soft and gentle into the corner. So it was a very easy save to make. Oh, so it was more on the goalie that they didn't save it? Hmm? Was it more on the goalie that they didn't save it? Was that the problem? You said it was very soft. Oh, the no, the shot was like the penalty. And where yeah, yeah. the idea when you take a penalty is to hit as hard as you can right into like the bottom corner. But instead he's jumping and basically right. flicking it kind of midway. Yeah. It's very easy for a keeper to say. Well, it's quite ri- risky. I saw that little hoppy thing because it worked only 50% of the time. Yeah. Well, like there's a few players do it. The whole point is that it gives the person taking it a few more seconds and then the keeper's going to lean one way or the other. Right, okay. You make up your mind, basically. Well, if the, if the keeper doesn't move, then the technique's completely redundant as, as it was the first time. So if the keeper stands... So then, why would the keeper, if they know what na- if they know what Fernandez is like, why don't they just stand in the middle? Uh, 
It's a good question. To be honest. It's probably just human instinct. But then also, he actually missed. You know, he played on Saturday, and Fernandez missed the penalty as well. And he didn't do that run up. He was he had a much shorter run up, and he ran at the ball like he just ran normally at the ball and tried to like smack it, and it was saved. So I guess they were kind of he's going to go one or two ways. I heard that they were saying Fernandez was trying out something new. Yeah. He, no, because he always does that weird little jump thing. And then last week, or the weekend against Newcastle, he decided to do this really short one and missed it. So when he's, they're going, technically, he's gone two for two, but I guess it's one for two. Right. And do you reckon Fernandez does that for the game or for his brand? So that everyone knows it's his thing. Yeah, so yeah. like everyone knows. There's not that much talk going into it. There's plenty oh. of footballers who do that. anyway. Well, I remember them. I because of that little cute little I was like oh look at that cute little bunny look at him oh on the field there he is I didn't feel I didn't feel particularly impressed by him uh, but I remembered he was the only Man U player who I've remembered just because of the hop well no him and Pogba I was very impressed by Pogba really yes for his football or for the way he looked. Well, he also looks cool, but his, his football, he was the goal by Marcus Rashford. And I have a few things to say about Marcus. Uh, I sound like a principal. Marcus has been I, performing. I, I, already, I think I can guess what someone might be. Uh, well, there was a thing Marcus did. Uh, Marcus nearly scored a goal at 68 minutes 44. He nearly scored plenty of goals, and then he got the one he did. Yeah, Marcus is tickling my balls a bit. I was thinking, Marcus, when are you going to, you know, commit? It was really poor judgment as well, because they were through. There was one in particular where it was him and the other striker, Martial, and they were two on one. And Rashford had plenty of space to run into. And so he tried to pass it into the path of Martial. And it like nearly, it like went further away from goal. She just ran. Like he has so much pace. I, his decision making was really poor to him. And do you reckon that's due to stress? Or due to just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. He, I to be honest, I don't think he's he's. I don't think he's as good as he's made out to be, because the thing about Marcus Rashford is he's English and he's also from Manchester. Right. He's a homegrown kid, and the English media have a thing of like, if someone comes along that kind of play football, they're like God's greatest gift, until they inevitably fuck up, and then they'll absolutely throw them under the bus. Oh right! I don't, I don't think he's as good. I, I, he's not as good as the Martial. You know, he's number nine. He's not. I don't think he's as good as a footballer as him. Right. Okay. So I, could, he, I just, noticed a lot of players were in it more. What do you mean? Like there were players a lot more. Like Di Maria was mentioned. Um, there was a fella called Tellers who I only noticed was there when he was subbed off. Um, it's first game tonight, actually. If you know it. How many games have they been played? They only played four games in the league, and then probably like one other game in cup competitions. So today is probably the sixth game of the sixth season. But he's only signed like a week or two ago. Okay. Right. And do you think he performed well? I was impressed with him. I thought I thought he like his delivery for he he was taking corners in the first half. And the crosses, right. he put in, the crosses he put in were really good. I thought really good delivery on them. Um, but he looked tired towards the end. Then he hasn't played in a while, I suppose. Um, 
And he was at, he's playing out of position as well. He's a defender. He usually plays left back. So they had him left mid tonight because of injuries. But no, I was impressed with him. I thought he, I thought he linked up well with Fernandez. And do injuries severely impact a team? Like I know it I know it goes without saying, but if it's anything like the restaurant, when we're short of staff, we're not as good. Oh uh, well, yeah, it depends on who gets injured. Really. All right. Like United's so Bruno Fernandez captain the United today, but their main are the close captain is Harry Maguire. He's a centre back. Um right. built like a fucking fridge freezer, he turns like one as well. He's, and he's, behaves like one as well, based on oh. what I've seen. He was? Behaves like a fridge freezer. Did you find, did you find out about Maguire? Uh, he's been, he was a bold boy on holidays, I heard. Yeah, he got arrested in Mykonos. Is that why he's not playing? Uh, oh, no. He was still club captain after that one in the summer. He got arrested because... Did you, did you find the story? No, I thought you were going to follow up saying now he's, now he's afraid of picking up the soap in some grease prison. I was thinking, oh, no. all right. Honestly, <laughs> probably for the best thing, right, if he was. Um, <laughs> No offense, but um, no, he was out on holidays with his sister, and she got food poisoning. Or I think he thought she got might have gotten spiked, and so he tried. I don't know who he approached, but he was asking for an ambulance. I think he approached the police, and they decided to take him in for some reason. Uh, and then he like he got uh, he got aggro with them, and then there's like the famous line of "Do you know who I am?" and the captain of Manchester United. Uh, he was like, I can get you a lot of money. So <laughs> there, was, there was questions when he tried to bribe Greece, Greek police. Um, but he was let off. He spent a night in prison. So it was an interesting summer for Manchester United. Paul Pogba had coronavirus as well. Um, and then lately, United's biggest scandal is Aaron Wan-Bissaka, who I also told you to look up. We will be coming on to him soon. On to him. In a segment I like to call... It's not all about the game. Oh, <laughs> yeah, back to Maguire. Um, yeah, because he was missing today for injuries. But uh, it's not really a big loss because he hasn't been in great form this season. And then Twan Zabi came in, the lads that played 18 minutes. And I thought he did a fantastic job of replacing them. I'd happily have him start every week instead of Maguire. Really? Yeah. Uh, he's just, he's, he's, like, he's so slow. He is so slow, Harry Maguire. I've never seen someone like there's lads I play soccer with who play in his position, and I see no difference between the two of them. And Harry Maguire is getting paid like hundreds of grams a week. Do you like, reckon there's more emphasis on lads like Maguire and Rashford because they are British boys? Probably. So yeah, and yeah, they're English, and then also they play for Man United. Like the emails, like United are nowhere near what they used to be, but they're still in terms of like the news and stuff. It's still a big name, and it's still a it's a big deal if United you know, do something like wrong. So that's why I think there's a lot of responsibility. But then he's also just turned in absolutely shocking performances of late. Right. Okay. That's the main reason. Okay. What else? Is well, it was no. it was um. I found some of the one thing I wanted to talk about was what constitutes a yellow card. Um, it's up to the referees. See, this is the problem with a lot of rules in football. Um, they're completely open to interpretation. Like the handball rule this year has been probably the most infuriating rule ever because no one can decide what's intentional and what's not. But with yellow cards, 
uh, it's consistent. I suppose persistent fouling would be one. And then right. it's dangerous, but not dangerous enough to get sent off. Okay. Because it seemed like the ref was just making it up as he went along. Well, what? I can't even remember. To be it was when Marcus, Marcus Rashford, uh, I think it was Marcus Rashford, he, um, oh, I have this, I have this. So he got tackled and uh, it was like, it looked like a head injury, but it was like a yeah. tap at most. And Rashford was like, oh, I have a brain injury. I need surgery. And he was standing there at the side and there was a guy holding a medicine kit which probably had two plasters and a fucking gauze. And he was like, yeah, Marcus had a bit of a fall. And then the ref, he didn't seem to care. And he said, go, go, go. And then brackets, like, just have, go fuck yourself, Marcus. <laughs> that's what it felt like. Uh, they have to stop. If they think it's a head injury, they have to stop it then. So clearly he caught on to him. So, he didn't care. He seemed to just acknowledge it for 10 seconds. He said, yeah, away, Marcus. Which you fuck, which thing, you the other referees will stop that because it's a head injury and you're supposed to now because of concussions. This is the problem with like football officiating in general. It's really whatever you feel like at the time. So it's too subjective. Yeah, that's the biggest problem with a lot of football rules is the interpret. It's everything's left too open to interpretation. There's very few things that are actually definitive right okay seeing because country is very easy you either lost or didn't <laughs> there was no deciding factor well, i was doing with team sports and there's rules you have to abide by but then it's kind of what the referee is like as well right it's a bit like having a teacher like you know there's certain rules in the classroom some teachers will uphold them to the highest order and others will be way more lenient but there's no teacher's pet in like a football pitch it didn't seem to be much teacher's pet to this referee. They didn't particularly like him. No, that's what I'm saying. There isn't, there isn't that in football. Right. Neymar seemed to just not give a damn. About he, he, he At the referee, the amount of looks Neymar was given the ref. Because <laughs> he's an ego and things don't go his way. You could cut the sexual tension with a <laughs> knife, Sean. <laughs> Neymar. And then because of the HD... Triple HD cameras. You could see Neymar sweating. So now it seemed like Neymar was just looking at the referee with intense lust and just a beam of sweat. A bead of sweat just went down his face going, you tell me what to do. You give me a yellow card, you bad, bad boy. You know. Oh, have you turned this sexual already? How have I not? Oh, the thing about... Like, I... I it must be so frustrating to watch as a player the whole because of the whole subjective thing because some like some bare pats on the arm was considered a yellow card and yet others not so much like and like one fella got rugby tackles I think Danilo was given a yellow card because he rugby tackled a player and yet someone else barely topped off someone and they got a yellow card it doesn't seem to be the same level. Yeah, it was Danilo. Danilo's was like early on though, wasn't it? It was near the end. Oh, was it? Was it like 84 minutes? Yeah, yeah. I thought Danilo came off. No? <laughs> I need to start taking notes during these. Um, I call professionalism. Yeah, well prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's again, it's up to the referee. And it's also more about how you sell it as the person that's getting fouled. It's a very sell 
like that's why they fucking scream and roll make it seem worse and then all and then like the person that got fell their teammates will like obviously back them up and that's why they all surround the ref and pressure them into there's a lot of manipulation goes on right a lot of peer pressure like Barcelona used to be Barcelona back in like 2010 2014 were fucking ridiculous for it they were so that anytime anyone went down there'd be at least four players around the referee straight away it's there's a lot of like it's called like the dark arts of the game like there's a lot of that kind of um gamesmanship that goes on right okay it didn't see it did seem to be i've now wondered why they'd always just surround the referee yeah so pressure him into giving someone else a card and then they're, they're like they're, he's there trying to remind them oh if you, like earlier in the game he did this that's at least that's like a three fouls at this point ref it is very like school playground shit that goes on yeah that's what I was amazed at well I think it's because it's so high pressure that people become really petulant and will and obviously they're all really competitive so they're going to do anything to win and so you kind of your dignity and integrity is thrown out the window and it's anything to get like the other guy tired and stuff like that have you noticed a huge difference in players like Neymar when they start playing and now when they've been in the game a few times? I don't know. Neymar has always been like this. This is the thing. Neymar started off Neymar started off in Brazil, which is where he's from. And he was like one of the kind of, probably like the first player of my generation that went like viral on YouTube and stuff. Because he'd be playing in Brazil, playing against fucking farmers, realistically. <laughs> they're flicking the ball over their head and doing all these mad tricks and then one of them will come along and absolutely cut him in half with a tackle right like that's he's always been annoying really I, I rate him as a footballer I don't really mind him and, and I think he's a quality footballer but he's always been like really annoying and stuff so like with him I wouldn't see much difference he probably has gotten more because he's more of an ego he's like he's you know he's one of he's the main man from Brazil he's won a Champions League with Barcelona He's won Olympic. He won Brazil's first ever Olympic gold in soccer back in 2014. Like he, he's an ego. I'd say that's a, just ginormous. All right. So it's deserved then. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, if you're that good. All right. Okay. All like that though, because you have to be in that industry as well. I'd say because it's so cutthroat and so high pressure. I, yeah, it seems that way. Um, which kind of brings me on to our segment. <laughs> That's why it's so high pressure. They only, then they all need to blow off some steam. <laughs> and and blow off back, steam uh, they do. <laughs> three women. Do you want to tell the story? Do you know? Uh, well, I need to say his name uh, correctly, but it seems Aaron that Juan Pesaka. Aaron Juan Pesaka. Seemed to be. Bisaka. Aaron. Juan. Juan. Bisaka. Aaron Juan Bisaka seems to have blown off a bit more than steam. Um, <laughs> he's been a bald boy, this man. How <laughs> is it? Three girlfriends. Three girlfriends. One child. Um, and a child on the way. And um, he has dropped that child and the girlfriend. Um, 
seemingly a year's practice. You know, busy man, <laughs> busy man. He needs to blow up some more steam somewhere. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of memes about it. <laughs> oh my god, it only broke. It, the story broke at about half one in the morning, like just gone. Um, I feel sorry for poor Aaron because the man like literally came and like two seconds later memes made about him already. No, what happened was what well, no, it, it's like I think it's been going on for a while. So he has a girlfriend and then he decided, you know, he wanted a bit more on the side. And mm-hmm. so with, with the woman that he was cheating on his girlfriend with, he that's who he had that's who he's impregnated, I suppose. And then decided two wasn't you know three three is a crowd so he decided why not um and what's funny as well is the third girl is there's a player for united called jesse lingard right and this third girl is jesse lingard's ex nice then went and slept with her and she's the one that exposed them do you see the pictures that she put up no she put up they were put on on twitter but she had pictures up from her on her instagram story and it was like pictures she taken of him in his boxers and like like him like just in her bed and stuff. She put up uh text messages between the two of them. I think it was hers. It might have been hers, or I think it might have been the woman he got pregnant. But I think it was just I think it was the third girl. But basically she was um she was giving out to him and like claiming that he needs her and all this and his reply was i don't owe you anything except safe travel to london the man is so cold it is ridiculous heartless and he had an absolute stormer tonight and i think that's the reason why was he there tonight yeah he was playing right back he was the kind of sliding in every two seconds that's why i was i was i was wondering how lubricated that field was that shit was slippery it was raining but no that's his thing his nickname is the spider because he can, like, I suppose when he slide tackles, I don't know, quite wide. Oh, well, he's made more of a web this time. And uh, <laughs> there's a lot of fluid now in that web. Um, but I have a... This... It's a tough subject, because is it part of the culture? This whole... Also, like, when I was growing up, I know it's changed now, but when I was growing up, wags was a word used. Yeah. Oh, well, like, no, it's not, like, uncommon for young footballers to be erratic. Like, this isn't the first scandal United have had, like, this, this season. Mm. Uh, this season. This season. Oh, like, there's plenty. We can get into plenty more with United scandals. But this season. This season? Oh, yeah, there's one more. There's one more, like, big one. This season. There's a, another. So, basically, a player called Mason Greenwood. Basically, Marcus Rashford 2.0 came up through the academy. He's a Manchester kid, but he's he he is he looks to be he looks like he could be way better than him um, as a footballer. But recently, he was I think was it, probably a month ago he was on international duty with England, right? And they were playing out in Poland or Iceland, it was somewhere in Europe. Anyway, they were away, and himself and one of Manchester City's players called Phil Foden who has a girlfriend and a child, uh, they decided to uh, find women, basically, while they're abroad. Uh, keep in mind that there's lockdown rules as well. Yeah. So, like, the team were supposed to be, like, kind of just together in a hotel. No one's in or out. Two boys who are, like, probably, I'm pretty sure they're only, like, a year or two older than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they decided to like go wild with these women and it got everyone's social media. Pretty sure the two of them were in relationships as well. So it was a Not bit really. of a scandal. And then what's funny as well, Greenwood's been dropped a lot since. Right. Even though he's one of the best players in the team. But there was particularly the week after that happened, uh, Greenwood was dropped by United, but Foden was kept in the team for City. And Foden had an absolute masterclass of a performance. It's almost like the scandal brings out the best mm. players. Like Juan Masaka had a stormer today. I reckon though, like I one of Aaron's women probably ordered a sniper. And so Aaron's been seeing that little red dot on him the entire match and he's a keep running. That's he died. He gonna die. So <laughs> it's probably that. Honestly, I I it must have been so surreal for him to wake up this morning and have three women on his back and the whole of Twitter. It would be now. Is this from an outsider's perspective? Is it not bad? Because uh, for like the whole fan base type of thing, because these lads are role players. What kind of message are they going to? To be, honest, to be honest, very few footballers should be role models. Very few. Right. Footballers. They're all fucking. They're all like what age are these lads? Like in mid twenties, and they're making just unimaginable amounts of money like with money like you're gonna if you're making that much money and you're being paid for you know your talent like you're gonna have an ear and have so much confidence here you're fucking untouchable um yeah. no it's not a great look but to be honest the club don't really address it there's very few that are role models that's what i think it's not a good look they shouldn't do mm-hmm. it but it happens really it's wrong. I suppose we don't really think about that. They are 21. Yeah, and they are, like, human. They yeah. Use it, but, you know. Well, I, sp- I know fellas that... You say that they're rich. I know fellas that are dirt poor making the same mistakes. Maybe not three girlfriends, but, you know, definitely cheating. <laughs> That's true. That is true. But do you reckon it's the fame that... Because when you think of it... um some of these lads went from nothing to suddenly everyone now wanted them. Yeah, exactly. And like, you're gonna, you'll buy into it all and think that you are absolutely invincible. And that's why they kind of fuck around because they think they can't be stopped. And then it must hit them then when they're old or they've, they're pulled off that yeah. suddenly they are gods and they were never gods. Oh, yeah. And like, it's ruined players' careers as well. Like, there's, um, do you know who Ronaldinho is? Yes. Yes. So Ronaldinho was for about two years, three years, like the best player in the world. He was like probably one of the most fun footballers to ever watch because he just played it like, it's a real cliche, but people would be like, oh, he's like a kid in the park, just wants right. the ball and will just do anything to show off. But the thing is, him showing off wins games. But he like thrived in the party life. He lived for it. Mm-hmm. He was sold from Barcelona because they were afraid that him and another player, Deco, were going to hinder the progress of Messi because of their lifestyle. Like, it got that bad. He And he kind of tailed off. He could have been... Like, he's still revered, but he could have been so much more. So I assume there are definite regrets as well. And should we look at, like, someone like George Best? Like, that lifestyle killed him. Yes, yeah. And Ashley Cole, to name one. Ashley Cole, another, another scandal. I don't know if that ruined his career, to be honest. I think he is. 
Okay. Well, for me, it was the first time I've heard about him because I I only knew Cheryl. It really shows our different lifestyles going up. Uh, you knew Ashley, I knew Cheryl, the goddess. Yes. And um, first time I heard about Ashley was when he was being a bull bull boy. Mm. Did you ever heard of John Terry? John Terry, Chelsea. Yeah. Do you hear his? Scandal? Yes. I hear... never knew he had a scandal. He. He slept with uh, one of his England teammates' ex-girlfriends and it was a huge deal because he was England captain at the time and all this, like he was a big deal and I think he got stripped of captaincy because of it and then like it was, it was only like a week after the story broke uh, Wayne Bridge is the guy whose ex it was Yeah, he played for Man City and like a week or two after the story broke Chelsea played Man City and do you know what I mean? Well, you don't see it now because of Corona, but do you remember they shake hands before a match? Yes. Got to the two boys, Wayne Bridge blanked them, didn't shake his hand. Wow. Mad. Like, there's so much of that shit goes on. And... I didn't expect to get into the morality of uh, these I players. Think, so... I didn't think we were talking about so many scandals, to be honest. But it just begs the question, though, whether these lads, like, d- are they talented thugs that we make celebrities? Is that it? Are they... I, wonder, I wonder, like, did they ever really mature? Or they probably mature later? Are they ever given a chance to mature? Because they are playing a game probably, all the time. Probably not. And, like, you're so young making that money. Like, you could, unless you had, like, a really stable foundation, like, you would go off the rails. It's amazing. Yeah, I suppose. It's actually amazing more of them don't. Yeah. Well, like, every major... Particularly players that started off young and like burst onto the scene, they all have a like scandal. Nice. Stuff like that. Yeah, they all do. Neymar, Neymar has been accused of uh, having an incestuous relationship with his sister. Oh. Yeah, because he's really weird on Instagram. Oh. He's very strange on Instagram. Uh, it's the whole thing. He also has like a son that no one really knows where the mother comes from. Same Cristiano Ronaldo. No Ronaldo, one... I know Ronaldo, his little son is really weird. Yeah, Ronaldo, Ronaldo Cristiano Jr., the first one. Um, no one knows who his mother is. Wow, it's probably um, it's probably Wayne Briggs' ex. You may ask. She's a big May I ask? Is it the thing with? I'm I'm really interested. I'm going to look it up about this thing about teammates' exes. Are they the only people in the circle you'd see? Would you only like? Would you hang out with your teammates much, or would it be like? Oh yeah, in that in that world, yeah, definitely. So like, they're like, if you think about it, going to work as a footballer is going training. They train mm-hmm. every day, so you're in this complex with like the same thirty odd lads. It'd be very right. difficult not to hang around. Like you eventually, have, it's like going to school. Like you're just forced. You're going to be forced to mingle with them. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Choice. It fun? did somewhat feel like it mm-hmm. did somewhat feel like it was back in school. Yeah, no, that's what I was gonna say. It's funny how like it's such a you know professional thing, and they're all grown men with so much money in it, and like they're still very much like school kind of antics. Like I'm sure like those train complex are very like clicky. Mm-hmm. Like in in Spain in particular, there's a lot of that. Like if if you don't get on with Messi at Barcelona. You'll never succeed there. Really? Yeah. That man, like, I love him. I, I, I think he's, the, that whole debate, I'm, 
on the side of Messi. But like he's an absolute fucking tyrant. Well, I suppose he is the face of FIFA at the moment. Oh, yeah. Like, do you mean the game? I I don't know what that means. I thought FIFA was just football. I thought, oh, FIFA. FIFA Well, no, it's named after the organization. FIFA is the governing body for world football. Oh. And then EA Sports were just given the name for the game. Oh. Yeah. But all I know is that he's important. He is important. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is like, he is Mr. Barcelona. He was meant to leave this summer. And that would have like sent shockwaves. That, that would have, that's worthy of being like front page news and right back page news. Right. Okay. It's a huge thing. He didn't leave that. He wants to leave, but he doesn't. When we're talking about school, the one that the commentators are something I'm very confused about. Um, first of all, is there a, was there a fella called Gay on one of the teams? Yeah, just a guy Gay. I knew you were going to bring this up. Because every time a ball was passed, the commentator was like, Gay? And I was like, is he insulting the gay? Is he insulting that pass? Or is it? And then he, his name's Adrissa Gana Gay. I think he's Senegalese. I think. Well, I just felt like I was in the back of a class. Some big guy would kick a ball, gay. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, like, like you're like a hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> gay. What but then also, what's the point of commentators? Oh, it would just be awful without it. It really would. You mean? Yeah, no, it would be really fucking weird. I don't know. I I actually don't know. When it comes to television, I don't know why. It's more just an added thing. Like, you need someone to be talking about it or something. It adds to it, I think. Like, it would be awful without. And as well, because you don't always, if you want to, you know, strip it back, like, you don't always know who each player is. So you need someone to say. Summarize your first experience of watching football. What did you make of it? Um, I thought, so there were two moments that I was really, really it piqued my interest uh, a lot. Neither of those points were goal scores. I felt like both goals, no, all three goals scored were a bit fluky. It seemed like no one planned it. It just happened. Well, the PSG one was no one goal. I thought the, the, the winner was well worked. I thought that was exciting. Exciting. Yeah. That was exciting because you thought it was going to go to penalties, and I was yeah, prepping myself in. I should tell you this: it wasn't going to go to penalties. It's a group stage, so if that had finished one all, it would have just finished as a draw. Basically, they're playing for points at the moment, so a win is oh. three points, and a draw as well. I should have explained that earlier. It slipped my mind. Well, don't worry. You can do that in the next episode. Next episode, when hopefully there is one. Oh, God. Whoa! We have merch already. Uh, we can't... Yeah, our merch is in it. Um, it's called Aaron, you dirty boy. Uh, <laughs> On the sack t-shirts. Yeah, you needed... Or oh, there's just a phrase, I need to blow up some steam, if you get what I mean. That's um, one, of the, one of the phrases. Look out for it in all good retails. Yes. And good retailers. We're getting fired ahead of ourselves. There's a very good chance there might not be a second episode. There's a very good chance this episode might not be out. Yeah, this might, this um, might never exist, to be honest. So, who are we talking about? So, I guess, on that positive note... <laughs>